modern thinking is that this is a modern scientific idea right. based on evidence and couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Deep time is an ancient, ancient idea. This is Changing the Narrative. I'm your host, David Reeves. Today, I have a friend from the UK in, Joe Hubbard. Uh, Indiana Joe, they call you. That's what they call me. It was a name given to me when I was in Australia the first time. uh, (laughs) It was interesting because John Mackay, who's our good friend, our international director, my mentor, and he'd sort of said, um, we need to come up with a name for you. I said, okay, right, we'll have a think about it. I couldn't come up with a name. Mm -hmm. And he said, we'll call you Indiana Joe. And I said, well, okay, maybe. Uh, anyway, he announced it on international radio in Australia, <laughs> Christian radio. And so every church that I then went around after that, it was Indiana Joe. So <laughs> the name kind of stuck from there. It stuck. So, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, on changing the narrative, the whole mm. purpose of the podcast is really to change the narrative back to a biblical worldview sure. because yeah. we have been spoon fed the narrative with media for years and years and years. We have been spoon-fed the the narrative, and by that I mean the narrative that the secularists, that Mm. atheists want you to know, uh, that people who are not conservative biblical values, they've been pushing agendas for hundreds, thousands of years. Oh, yeah. And what we find is, when we look back at history, uh, it's kind of like uh, there's a passage in uh, Ecclesiastes. What does it say? There is, yeah. Well, I've got it, I've got it open here because um, this is a, a program which I've sort of discovered a few years back and it's like, why has nobody talked about this before, right? Even amongst creation ministries and stuff, why has nobody dealt with this? And you think about this idea of Charles Darwin and the inventor of evolution. And some people recognize that, well, perhaps he may have taken some inspiration from other people or maybe was influenced by the idea of millions of years and the name of Charles Lyell comes up. Mm -hmm. But uh, Ecclesiastes is is interesting because it says in uh, Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9, it's says um that which has been is what will be that which is done is what will be done there is nothing new under the sun is there anything of which it may be said see this is new it has already been in ancient times before us there is no remembrance of the former things nor will there be any remembrance of the things to come by those who will come after so it's uh, interesting because this is of course is 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 a writing of king solomon Mm -hmm. and i mean he lived in the ancient times and so here's an ancient man talking about the ancient things <laughs> and this is something that you see you know my favorite um uh you know story is um the when they discovered the the ancient city of babylon for the first yeah. time and they discovered a library with all the cuneiform tablets right yes and they discovered this library this is in ancient babylon and an ancient library and they discovered an ancient history section in this ancient library mm-hmm. <laughs> when they were talking about <laughs> you know their ancient history and it really does come to home the fact that this is in ecclesiastes it's in scripture and it's it's warning us that people will ignore history right people will ignore the past it's a uh, it's very interesting that you state that because I've been to Israel about a dozen mm. times. I've I've um, been on many archaeological excavations, and I'll pick up a piece of pottery, and I'll be so I'm from 
the United States. Mm. All right. We have a rich history. And for many of us, we think, oh, 1776, that's yeah, ancient that's history. Right? All right. And I find this piece of pottery and dozens of pieces of pottery. And I'm thrilled. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is this is amazing. Mm. This is mm. this is history right here. And I show it to one of the Israeli antiquities, to one of the archaeologists, they look at it and I'm like, look what I just found. Yeah. Uh, this, this is, uh, oh, this is only 1,500 years old trash. Old trash and yeah. I'm like, wait a second, exactly. you just threw away a priceless gem. Ancient history is relative. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all down to our... I mean, you go to places like Cyprus and you walk around some of the ruins, right? Some of the, the antiquities authority there. And they are using 2,000-year-old pottery to line the public <laughs> footpaths because it's just in such abundance. And it's like, wow. And I always... It makes me laugh because I went to... You know, Australia is a bit like the States in terms of, you know, it's only a few hundred years old in yes. terms of the country, um, Western country. And so um, I went to, and I was introduced to... an old church one of the oldest churches in australia mm -hmm. and this church was built in the 1930s and i said well, hang on a minute i come from a village where we have a norman church mm -hmm. the norman church was built in the 1080s and it fell down uh -huh. and they used some of the ruins of this church some of the rubble to build what everybody in my village refers to as the new church okay. which was built in the 1920s okay. so our new church <laughs> <laughs> is older than your oldest church in Australia. So exactly. it, it does help coming from a country that does have a very long, right. almost ancient history. But then you go to places like Cyprus and you go to places like the Holy Land, you like even in England, we don't have as much ancient history as, as this. That's true. And the Bible warns us, unless we study ancient history, we, we're doomed to repeat it yeah. again and again. Um, and it's interesting because also it says in, in, in 2 Peter um, chapter 3, I've got it here, because it, it talks about how not only will people not remember the things of the past mm -hmm. but there are two specific things that peter warns us about that people will not only forget they will mock the idea of mm -hmm. and it says this um knowing this first this is 2 peter 3 verse 3 knowing this first that scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts saying where is the promise of his coming for since the fathers fell asleep all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation for this they willfully forget mm -hmm. just like ecclesiastes says mm -hmm. they will mm -hmm. that by by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. So the two things which Peter is warning us that mm -hmm. people will not only forget, but also scoff about and mm -hmm. mock about, is the creation yep. and Noah's flood. Wow. Right? And you'll find when you start dealing with things like evolution and yeah. this thing which is promoted today well evolution says that given enough time life can come from non-life and hydrogen given enough time evolves into people mm -hmm. right well that gets rid of a creator god yeah but that's only possible or it certainly is only possible in the minds of people if the world is millions of years old right so you get rid of noah's flood yeah. you have a million year old earth or millions of years old mm -hmm. earth right and so this concept of deep time in millions of years it, the modern thinking is that this is a modern scientific idea right. based on evidence and couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Deep time is an ancient, ancient idea. So I, I did a series um, a few years ago called The Evolution of Evolution mm. Mm. Uh, because what I was realizing is that people, again, just as you said, people are looking at... Darwinian evolution, universal common descent, as this yeah. as this sort of new scientific breakthrough, okay? And because of that, it's lent 
credence to Darwinian evolution. Exactly. They're like, well, this is science, right? And number one, I would posit that, well, we're talking about a couple of hundred year old, if you're going back to Darwin at this point and to his early, you know, uh, exactly. yeah, yeah. relatives. But so it's already kind of an ancient theory that needs to be replaced. But then when you start to realize there truly is nothing new under the sun, that this has been going on since the earliest periods of history, that's when all of a sudden it's revealed. And you're saying to yourself, well, is this um, this is almost like a, a conspiracy mm. to push God out of the picture. Yeah. And that's what you see consistently all down throughout the ages. So if you start with the first reference that we have in all of history to deep time, two millions of years, you find yourselves back at the Sumerians. Okay. Now, this is time of Abram, right? Yeah. Seemed to be Abraham. Yeah. Comes out of Ur. Ur is in the Middle East, cradle of civilization. Yeah. It's referred to as the land of Shinar. Mm -hmm. Now, Noah comes off of the ark, travels west. To the land of Shinar. Mm -hmm. Land of Shinar is now believed to be in the cradle of civilization, Tigris Euphrates River, right in modern day Iraq. Yes. And um, they establish, after the Tower of Babel, this civilization. They're known as the Sumerians. And the Sumerians had a Sumerian king list. It's known as SKL. Right? Okay. And uh, you, we've got the, it's on display, or it was on display certainly at the um, British Museum in London. So mm -hmm. there's a whole wealth of stuff there. And it records the number of kings between creation and the flood okay okay now we have a record of from creation to the flood in That's the bible true. and we have a record of the patriarchs yes. right from adam down to noah and what's interesting is that these patriarchs match pretty closely hmm. to what we read about in the sumerian king list now a lot of people will go especially in the secular world oh that means that the bible was inspired by this right. well no hold your horses because you have multiple independent accounts which also believe in a creation yes patriarchal kings of some description yeah. global flood yes and on and on and these are all independent accounts uh -huh. so it seems to be much more likely that these events actually happened right and these are all people remembering them back right yeah. and the, the i mean if you read the bible right, you read the account of noah it's a diary uh-huh right it's not a fairy tale it, it, no it in is. the 600th year on the da -da 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 -da, this happened right it's very much a a scientific accurate account of something that happened as opposed to much of the the myths and legends okay but but again if if i'm if i'm a skeptic if mm -hmm. i'm an atheist what i'm going to say is yeah but but in your own british museum you've got the epic of gilgamesh which of sure. course predates the biblical account now the way this is phrased is very important because mm. they're going to say yes yeah, so there's a flood account that actually predates mm. the biblical account so therefore the bible stole it from yeah. the epic well the the argument is that the children of israel stole it from the babylonians when they were in captivity right um that's been debunked many many times because it's certainly older than the captivity the the, the biblical account and what they're not thinking about yeah. is well yes this ancient cuneiform tablet outlasted the scrolls oh, but, yeah, it yeah. but it not does not mean, mean that, that the israelites stole it from exactly. the babylonians uh, especially as there's a lot of evidence for the mosaic authorship of genesis yeah. right all down throughout it but certainly literally so um it's fairly well established this is a mosaic authorship which means that it is gonna have been written at the time of moses right or at least right. compiled at the time of moses right. so you, you also have an interesting you know you read through the first 11 chapters of genesis you have the book of so and so yeah so this is the book of adam this is the book of seth this is the book of shem this is the book of noah you know, and so these seem to be 
historical documents, historical writings, yeah. which have been passed down from generation to generation, collated together by Moses, Compiled, divine yes. inspiration. But this isn't just him coming off of the, over the top of his head. This is documented records that are being passed down. Because you find slightly different writing styles yeah, exactly. once you go yeah, through those. Yeah. And so, and that... Then, of course, they're going to say, well, then then there were multiple authors for the book of Genesis. None of them were Moses. This was Moses compiling, compiling stories yeah. Yeah. and historical yeah. accounts from multiple different sources. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. And we know that there are certainly there were other sources of information because, um, you know, the book of Jude quotes from Enoch, which is not the book of Enoch necessarily because it says right. that Enoch says not yeah. Enoch wrote <laughs> but he had to get that information from somewhere right so there'll have been other pieces of information which weren't included sure. in the you know divine inspiration of scriptures so we know that there are good indication that there were other sources that were around yeah. so how long was the book of Adam how long was the book of Noah probably longer than what ended up in Genesis mm -hmm. right but it's Moses who compiled them together under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to put them together exactly what he needed to know. Now there's there's the key, and you've said it twice already. It was Moses putting it together from the inspiration exactly. of God, yeah. right? Yeah. Because God knew we didn't need a comprehensive, we didn't need a 20-volume set on no. uh, Adam's experiences. We no. didn't need a 20-volume set no. on the flow. But we we would need so that we knew history and we would hopefully not repeat that horrible history. We would need basic historical accounts. Yeah. And so the Lord in his divine wisdom made sure that Moses compiled enough necessary to, for instance, let us know that Genesis, the, the account of the flood, is an historical record. And multiple records show you that people weren't copying each other. Yeah. Because these are multiple independent records. That's right? right. So it shows you they weren't copying, which makes you think, actually, okay, well, which of this is the most detailed and the most historical uh -huh. you know there's some interesting ideas in some of the epic of gilgamesh there's some interesting ideas in some of the other flood stories but not only does scripture give you very specific details it also gives you the dimensions for the most stable boat out of all i mean the babylonian that's idea true. was it was a cube right <laughs> that's not gonna be very stable right we don't so, ever build boats like no, that <laughs> it goes beyond just being oh here's an interesting story that we copied off the babylonians right. it actually has got detail which makes it realistic yeah. but you'll find that with the sumerian king list it can be pretty much correlated with this idea of creation to the flood right okay. but there's one significant difference the sumerians exaggerated the ages Okay. Okay. So you think about logistical, right? Um, you're trying to you. Most people around the Middle East believe in a creation, mm -hmm. which God is varies depending on your religion. Mm -hmm. Most people believe in a flood. These were accepted as real historical events: creation and a flood. Mm -hmm. Now, how are you going to prove that you're the greatest civilization? Because mm -hmm. people are racist. Right. <laughs> At the end of the day, right? Yes. We want to be better than the bloke next door. <laughs> so, how do you prove that you are the greatest civilization of all? Well, surely you must be the oldest. Okay. I mean, this was one of the issues with with Piltdown Man, right? The big, right. the big fake. It right. was found in England, mm -hmm. and the British people went, "Excellent, we're the most evolved out of all of you." Um, and so, well, this is all down through history. Nothing new under the sun. <laughs> so they argued. Obviously, we're we're recording about sixteen hundred years, sixteen hundred to two thousand years between creation and the flood, okay. according to the Bible. Okay. But the Sumerian king list argued that it was a total of two hundred forty-one thousand two hundred years. 
between creation and the flood. Oh, wow. Now, that's into the hundreds of thousands of years straight yeah. away. And the only real reason for it was to try and prove that you were the oldest and therefore the greatest civilization. Okay. Right? That was that was it. Mm-hmm. So you have rejected real history. You've exaggerated it mm-hmm. for personal gain, right? Yes. To get rid of this idea of... Um, you know, we are the, the, these these Hebrews are are right, right? Yeah. so you're you're pushing it beyond, and then you'll find this gets, and this is where it gets interesting. This idea that the um, Hebrew people stole stuff off the Babylonians. Mm-hmm because the babylonians went one step further okay so hebrew scriptures have been consistent and you can tell it's the thing that the dead sea scrolls and you know yes. all about that right you can see consistency yeah the babylonians which were really the descendants of the sumerians right because you had the sumerians assyrians babylonians all in that area right um they took it one step further so barosus who was the chief priest of marduk that's mm-hmm. Baal marduk yeah. um a god and the spirit behind this god which plagued the children of israel mm-hmm. He wrote Babylonica, okay, which yep. was a history of the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. Now, the Babylonians followed a sexagesimal system, okay. which is really a cosmology of multiples of 60. Gotcha. Uh, it's, a, it's a philosophy. It's often found in um, Middle Eastern um, polytheistic doctrine. You mm-hmm. see it with Hinduism as well. It's very strong there. It's where we get our idea of time from. Okay. Right. Sixty seconds in a minute. Yes. Sixty minutes in an hour. It was invented by the Babylonians. It's a sexagesimal <laughs> system, base sixty essentially, which we tend to use. Uh, you know, metric system base ten, imperial right. system base twelve, base sixteen. Whereas this is a base sixty system. Okay. Um, so really fascinating to go into some of the maths of it, but because of their sexagesimal system, which they interpreted all of the cosmos through, mm-hmm. they extended the Sumerian king list even further. Oh, right. They okay. now make the Earth really old because they argued that there was an additional one million six hundred eighty thousand years prior to the Sumerian king list. Okay. Right. Okay. And then they dated from the Sumerian king list to the flood. So that to the flood. And then they dated to the current time in the Babylonians, and then they predicted a further amount of history to bring the total cosmos up to 2,160,000 years. Okay. Now, this is millennia before Charles Darwin. Right. It's millennia before deep Charles Lyell. And deep time is already there. It's already... And it's already being promoted because we need to prove that we are the greatest <laughs> now, and the con- oldest. But contrast that to the biblical record for a moment. Is what i would assume is that based on what you've just said well if we're copying from history and and the israelites are trying to to make themselves mm. the greatest well they're going to inject even more time yeah, right exactly why yeah. would you why would you skimp on it and be like oh well just a couple of thousand years from when we're writing this right and we and we're going to spell out the genealogies mm. and all of that which brings us back just a few thousand and years and it stayed consistent uh-huh no matter how far back into the written records of scriptures they go, it's consistent. Whereas the Babylonian, they chop and change all over the place, yeah. yep. right? Because they're constantly refining their idea and as their religion evolves, if you want to put it that way, right? Yeah. As it changes and progresses onwards, it gets more and more ridiculous. Whereas the scriptures stay consistent. Um, you'll find that the Babylonians were heavily influential on the Indians, the okay. Hindus, and the Hindus were heavily influential on the Greeks. Yes. So you can find connections through all of this. So what's the sacred animal in India? It would be the the, the cow, cow. Right. Yeah. Uh, Baal, 
who was the bull god. It was yeah. Ah, there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. And also, you can be walking through India and you can find, uh, uh, you know, a Hindu uh, god, Kali or something, right, yeah. uh, standing right next to Atlas. Well, Atlas yeah. is a Greek god. <laughs> well, that's because Alexander the Great marched into India, yeah. took it over, yeah. uh, also took over Babylon and tried to rebuild it, and that didn't go very well. Yeah. Uh, but you'll find that he influenced the Hindus, and the Hindus influenced him. Okay. Right? So you go to the, some of the Greek writings and stuff, because the, the Hindus really introduced this concept of you know re, reincarnation. They yeah. extended it from millions to billions of years. Mm-hmm. They believed and still believe that the cosmos is represented by the god Brahma, mm-hmm. and that is about his entire existence, about three trillion years. So we're <laughs> into the billions upon billions of years, long before Charles Darwin. Okay. But the ancient Greeks really began to turn this into a naturalistic set of thinking. The philosophers. The philosophers. Anaximander of Miletus, this all of these exactly. these ancient Greek philosophers, they began to really take things into. They're tr- trying to explain everything from a naturalistic account, yes. even though we think of ancient Greek civilizations as being very religious, mm. uh, and, and they it, did have pantheons. And they of gods. did definitely had this sort of pantheism, this idea of polytheism. They they definitely. Um, continued to add this to their thinking it was all very interconnected it's a pagan thinking but a naturalistic pagan thinking I mean you can trace this epicenter of paganism throughout the world because you start with the Tower of Babel Mm -hmm. and a rejection of God (laughs) you find the first major God is the Sumerian God Sin Mm -hmm. his symbol is the moon the moon right his goddess has the symbol of the dawn the rising star Mm -hmm. that becomes Baal Marduk and Ishtar Mm -hmm. right Um, or uh, Ashate then Ishtar and then Ishtar becomes Aphrodite Mm -hmm. in the Greeks Mm -hmm. Aphrodite becomes Venus and you can trace all this this history down all you know this this epicenter of paganism it's the exact same gods and goddesses just a different name and slightly different characteristics but the things which stay the same consistently is their symbol yes right crescent moon and star Mm -hmm. And also their purpose, if you like. Yeah. Right? Ishtar has always been the goddess of fertility. Right. Right. And, and of course, sin was worshipped. The god sin yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was worshipped at Haran, yeah, where Abram yeah, came out of, yeah. at, at Ur of the Chaldees. Yeah. Uh, so, so all of these things pass on. Then we go forward in history and we read that, that uh, Solomon, mm-hmm. his wives turned, them, turned him to the worship of other gods, mm-hmm. including Ashtarte and, these, and these yeah. exact same gods that date all the way back to Abram, yeah. all the way back before, it's history repeating itself. And also, you're being slightly controversial here, and uh, you know we're not going to get into eschatology. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But regardless of what you think about eschatology, it's very clear from Revelation that something with Babylon is going to be significant, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. But Babylon has been prophesied against, the city. Mm-hmm. It's no more. Mm-hmm. So what's the Babylon referring to? Well, I think it's likely that it's referring to the spirit behind Babylon. Uh-huh. Well, where's that spirit now? Well, do we have a group of people that worship the crescent moon and star goddess? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we do. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yes, you know, uh-huh. I wonder if that's got something to do with it, right? <laughs> so it's interesting and fascinating to think through. Yeah. But you'll find that all this paganism yeah. affected the Greeks. Right. Right? And 
they took that into account when they changed to a more naturalistic philosophy. Okay. And so you'll find in the Greek writings things like uh, this idea of an early primordial soup philosophy. Yeah. That spontaneous generation, Spontaneous basically. generation out of the slime. Yeah. You'll find writings that claim that the Greeks were the greatest because they evolved out of better quality slime than the Jews did. Yeah. Right? It's mm -hmm. this very early idea of evolution. They believed that given enough time, hopeful creatures would naturally arise yeah. and these hopeful creatures could go on to produce better creatures and they'd survive better and hang on this is starting to sound a bit like natural selection it and evolution right and on and on and on so you'll find the greeks were really the first people to take all this paganism yeah. this concept of deep time to put it together into a naturalistic philosophy really of evolution this is millennia before darwin so what we've seen is that, again, there's nothing new under the sun. No. History repeats itself. What we're seeing is uh, this concept of deep time, uh -huh. this concept of small organisms are non-organic life turning into uh -huh. organic, non-organic properties turning into organic life has been around uh -huh. for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. And it all started based on principles to try to reject the need for the God of the Bible yeah, yeah. and to explain everything in a naturalistic way. But the Bible has been consistent. All the way through. All the way through. And just to briefly finish, let me okay. quote to you from Theophilus of Antioch, okay. who said this. He was an early church father. He said, creation occurred 5529 BC, give or minus 200 years, not the tens of thousands as Plato, the Greek <laughs> philosopher, has written. <laughs> nothing new under the sun this is something that the early church history and the early church fathers were dealing with this battle against this idea of deep time and here we are today and we are faced with this incredible opposition to the biblical account mm -hmm. even within the church itself oh yeah for sure. there are those who are trying to say well somehow we must compromise because science, science. has shown right yeah. and uh, that is a compromise that i'm i'm not willing to make no. especially Espec not for a pagan philosophy correct at its core <laughs> that's what it is at the end of the day it's a pagan philosophy which stems from a rejection of truth a rejection yeah. of scripture and it's always been about getting rid of god we don't need to compromise God's word to try to inject the vast amounts of time and especially with new modern day scientific discoveries including uh, organic tissues and dinosaur bones including uh, the new discoveries in genetics that show this design and complexity the, the language the information language system of DNA all of these things are pointing us right back to what the scriptures said from the very beginning Several thousand years ago, approximately 6,000 years ago, we have a creator who is outside of the universe, who created the universe, and then he created us, wonderfully made, with purpose. Yeah. Uh, Joe, where can we uh, learn more about your ministry in the UK? Creationresearch.net okay. is our main um, main website. Yeah. We also have a, a website over here in the States now that's new, creationresearchusa.org. USA.org. And in all of these websites, you will find links to, number one, our Q&A site. Okay. So people can write in and our viewers can write in and yeah. ask questions and we get people from all of our team to, to write answers to it. Uh, you'll also find links to our YouTube channel. Okay. 
because on there we do our own kind of podcast called Creation Conversations. It's uh, every Friday, depending on where you are in the world. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it stays up so you can watch. We deal with a different topic every week. It's a, it's a great program, and we put tons of content out there all the time. So okay. you can find out more, see where I'm about, and see what I'm doing. And, in fact, we even, uh, when we travel around, we do travel to some of these archaeological places, okay. and we'll film while we're there and put our programs about Cyprus and all the wonderful... Okay archaeology and history there as well superb thank you joe for being here it's been great thank you very much for having me yeah and thank you for joining us this is changing the narrative i'm your host david reeves and we will see you next time